Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our app so you can keep up with everything happening at Creekwood. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Hey, Creekwood. I'm so glad you're joining us today online. Uh, Welcome. I am just thrilled to have this opportunity to share with you and uh, just share with you over this Thanksgiving weekend and this Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I want to share about gratitude and um, all the things that I've learned. And and if you've just tuned in and, and you've you know, logged in and all the good stuff, and and you're hearing my voice. Um, you, you know, you can probably tell if you're. I have an accent, so um, I, I think I sound a little more southern, you know, uh, on media than I uh, sound in person. Um, sometimes people ask me where you're from, and I like to say New York City, and then they'll look at me, and then I'll tell them, "No, um, I'm." I, I grew up in Southeast Texas. So, so um, anyways, thanks, thanks for tuning in. And I just want to get us kicked off this morning with a question. And it's going to drive where we're going to spend the next few minutes together. So my question I want you to consider is, is this. Over time, in, in your walk with Jesus, in my walk with Jesus, or in your walk with Jesus, am I becoming more of a grateful person or am I becoming more and more of a grumbler? And even if you are not a Christ follower, uh, you can ask the same question. Just in your life, over time, you know, are you becoming a more grateful person? Or are you becoming more of a grumbler? And, and you know, um, I, I think it's such an important topic, right? And um, I mean, science tells us things and it kind of provides us information on on this basically the perspective that we take in life can can affect us body mind and spirit your your thoughts what what you're thinking about affect us you know and and science even proves certain things about about gratitude i've studied some of this and um some of the benefits of gratitude are are this uh, gratitude can make you feel more alive. Uh, that sounds good. Um, gratitude can cause you to have more energy. Sign me up. And uh, gratitude can cause you to have better sleep, which I think is so necessary, right? Um, it can also cause you to express more compassion and kindness to those around you. And it can also uh, build your immune system, help you have a stronger immune system. You know, science tells us about all these benefits. But, but you know what? Scripture has a ton to say about gratitude. Let, let's look at a few scriptures uh, because uh, God talked about this way, way, way before proved. Uh, God, God set this up way before science ever discovered it. So let's look at the first scripture. It's Psalm 69, it's verse 30 and 31. It says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox, more than a bull uh, with horns and hooves. Uh, So we know that gratitude and thanksgiving, it 
pleases the Lord. Uh, let's look at Psalm 100, verse four. I came across this passage uh, just, just this last week and I was like, yes. It says in verse four, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I mean, it, scripture is clear on, on, on the protocol approach approach Jesus, approach God. First Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if, if you're out there today and you're like, I need to know God's will, this is God's will that, that we approach him with gratitude, with thanksgiving. Colossians verse three, verse 17, it says this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I mean, scripture's just so, so clear on, on, on the importance of gratitude. And in our time together, I just wanna share with you three observations about gratitude. And um, the, the first one is this, okay? Gratitude, it has to be shown to be known. And, and, and I'm just gonna say that one more time, it's so good. Gratitude has to be shown to be known because gratitude was never intended to be silent or invisible. Um, you know, in my life and in my walk with Jesus, I, you know, this is something that I have, I've tried to implement in my life. As a, as a teenager in middle school uh, in Southeast Texas, in Orange, Texas, um, I was in PE class and um, I met a lifelong friend in PE class. And um, my family wasn't going to church at the time uh, when I was in middle school, junior high. And, and she invited me to church. And that friendship, that relationship, you know, I, I, I can just picture it in, in my mind, just sitting on the gym floor, uh, you know, and, and we're looking at each other and get, you know, but her name's Kelly McNeil. We became best friends and she invited me to church and uh, that relationship, that friendship changed my life. And at that time, I, I didn't realize the value of, of that relationship. But as I've grown, I, I, I will occasionally just send her a note and I'm like, thank you so much for being such a good friend, you know, in my life. And, and that, that, was, that was, you know, something I've learned to express to her, my gratitude and, and, and to God. Thank you, God, for that friendship. Um, you know, let me show you another, another passage of scripture uh, just to kind of drive this point home. It's, it's out of Luke chapter six, verse 45. And it says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. You know, because I'm so mystified in my own life. I have so much to be grateful for, but, but sometimes I, I, I'm not always, you know, um, you know, you know, 
identifying it, speaking it, sharing it, just expressing gratitude to those around me. And so that, that is something that, that is so valuable and so important when it comes to, to gratitude. And I want to share with you an, another passage of scripture where, where we're going to spend a little more time. And it's Luke chapter 17. And, and it's, and it's coming, it, it's out of Luke verse verses 11 through 19. And it's, it's Jesus, it's talking about Jesus. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. And has, as he entered a village, 10 men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they raised their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he told them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at, at Jesus' feet, at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. And then Jesus said, Where, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told, and he told them, get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. And, and out of this passage of scripture, we see that one turned back to thank Jesus. And, and you know, what I wanna communicate with you guys this, this morning is this. We need a systematic way to show our gratitude, to speak our gratitude, and, and to express it. We, and we have to be specific about it, you know? Um, there was even a study, there was a, a, a social behavioral uh, study and what these researchers discovered, they set up this experiment. They had experiment group A, and then they had another group B. And in, in the experimental groups, the first group, group A, the experimenters wanted them to weekly jot down what they were grateful for. And in the experimental, the second group, the group B, um, what, what they had to do, their instructions, they had to write down um, all the hassles that they were experiencing that week. And it's amazing because what the researchers discovered was this. It was basically the importance of a gratitude journal. That first experimental group that, were, they, that they wrote down what they were grateful for, they actually went back and they reported fewer physical symptoms that week. So they, again, were feeling better. They, they, they felt more optimistic in that first group. And they also felt more optimistic about the week to come. They exercised more. And, and again, gratitude affects us body, mind, and spirit. It, it's in essence the power of the pen. I tell, I tell college students all the time, write this down because you know it's, it's important. But when we just write down, whether it's weekly, when you walk in in the auditorium or, or you're sitting in your living room, just jotting it down. 
And for some of you, you're like, oh, I'm not much of a journaler. journaler. Um, you know, that's okay. Because um, I'm guessing some of you out there have Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all, all the stuff, all the social media tools. Basically, social media is, is kind of an online journal for some people. And so you could weekly just post something about um, you're grateful uh, for your family. You're grateful for the beauty of nature, this sunrise. Um, you know, so that could be a way you express your gratitude. Now, my, my, my second observation about gratitude is this, is um, time can steal your gratitude. And you're like, what? Let me repeat that. My second observation is this. Time can steal your gratitude. If, if we go back and we look at that passage in Luke, you know, we, we find this. There, there is an indicator in this passage of scripture of time and how important time is. Because it says, and while the, the men were going, after Jesus said, you know, go, go show yourselves to the priest. And while they were going, they were cleansed. And, you know, it, it could get really awkward. In, in that passage of scripture, that was not an instant miracle, right? Jesus didn't heal them while they were standing, you know, uh, it, you know, close to Jesus. But he had told them, you know, go show yourselves to the priest. But, but this is so important because if they were standing there, they would, have had, they, they would have had the social pressure of saying thank you, right? Some of you parents out there, uh, okay, if you have small children, maybe even, you know, adolescents, teenagers, I don't know, as a parent, you may sometimes be with your child and you say, well, what do you say? And, uh, and, and the child says, thank you, you know? So that could be an awkward circumstance, but, you know, I, Again, in this passage, they, they get to travel. You know, they get to go on their way. And so their time could actually steal it. But the one came back to give glory and thanks and gratitude to Jesus. And I think sometimes we forget to go back. We forget to close the loop. You know, and, and what time does how it steals from us, is over time, I think we get distracted, right? In your own life, I mean, think about all the distractions, right? Uh, I, I, I mean, and we're always, you know, taking care of things and, you know, but we get distracted and, and we forget things. And, and time has a way of distorting how we remember. And time has a way of, of, of like, in, you know, impacting us to where we forget. I, I, it's interesting to me. I, I don't know if y'all, you guys ever had this experience. I have two older brothers, okay? Ty and Thad. And uh, they, they could be a little nervous if they're listening to this today, but it, it's a funny story, okay? We, we, when we, we, when we get together, it's, it's quite funny because uh, we'll share stories, you know, about how we grew up and things like that. And um, when we're sharing stories, we sometimes 
have different memories. Again, time can distort our memory. Time can cause us to forget. But when time and I are sharing stories, we, we, we have different views of the story. And I think it's because uh, one of us, or one of the three of us have a distorted memory. One time we were, my dad had taken us fishing well, we'd gone fishing. We were in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and we were fishing on a pier. And um, I, I was fishing. Somehow, I ended up in the water. Okay, I ended up in in the the lake, the swamp. Okay, and then time that are like, oh no, you, you know, a, a gator's gonna get you. An alligator's coming. Alligator's coming. So I, again, I'm a little kid and I'm panicking. And, crying and my dad's like you're okay just stand up because the water was really shallow it wasn't real deep so I could just stand up and get back on the pier um, but but again um, when Ty and Thad and I get together and we're talking about that story I tell them all the time they pushed me in the the, the lake they pushed me in the water and they're like no 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 you fell in so, so my point is time can distort our memory and how we remember certain things. And so the beauty of the passage of scripture out of Luke is, you know, the fact that um, the, the, the one that was healed, how quickly he went back and how quickly he, he gave thanks to the Lord. And, and I think there's, there's such value in that because even toward the end of the passage, it won't be on the screen, but I'll, you can look at it in your, in your own uh, Bible. It says, um, when he went back to give thanks, uh, Jesus says, go on your way, your faith has saved you. And if you look further in the Greek, that, that just means you're, because of your gratitude, because of your thanksgiving, because of your recognition, because you didn't allow time to steal from you and you gave glory to God, you're made whole is what that means. So it, it's just a beautiful beautiful um, scripture about how, how important, don't let time steal from you. My third observation is, is this, uh, going quickly. My third observation is gratitude begins where your sense of self-reliance and entitlement ends. Gratitude begins where your sense of self-reliance and entitlement ends. And in my own life, uh, Again, um, it, it's amazing how entitled I can feel. I, I, even over the, the, the whole pandemic situation, I, I recognize there are so many things I've uh, probably taken for granted in my life and uh, felt entitled to. Um, and, it, and, you know, are you thankful for your family? Are you expressing that gratitude to your family? Are you, are you thankful for your children, for those of you that have children? Are you thankful to your, to your boss that you have a job? You know, um, and again, are, are, are we expressing it or, or do we just feel entitled to it? Um, you know, I, I was reminded of a time and a season in my life where I, I, I was probably very entitled. Um, Stephen and I were living in Oklahoma and uh, so this was about, what, 1992. Um, so it was in the 90s 
and um, we were about to move to Texas, but to the Houston area. And um, I, I was working, uh, Stephen uh, and I, we were youth pastors at this church in Oklahoma. And we were, uh, again, about to make that transition. And I, I was working at a youth and family services. And I was also in graduate school. I like school, I like to study. So I was in graduate school in Oklahoma, but I needed a transfer to the University of Houston. And uh, back then, we didn't register online. You actually had to show up uh, to register for classes. And um, I had... It, it was, you know, getting close to uh, the, the start date of the fall semester. And again, we were still in Oklahoma. And um, it, 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 what happened was this, I had to call my mom. And I know Stephen likes to tell all these stories about my mom and his mother-in-law, my mom. And um, I thought I would share this story about my mom. You know, she's quite adventurous and she's probably one of the most uh, tenacious people I know and just, uh, anyways, so I, I needed to uh, register for classes at the University of Houston. And uh, again, like I said, I was running out of time. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, mom. And she's like, hey. And um, I was like, hey, I need you to uh, drive to Houston and register for me uh, for my classes. Again, think about this request I'm making. My mom lived and worked in the Beaumont area at the time, Beaumont, Texas. And um, she worked in Beaumont. And so I'm asking my mom to take a day and go register for me because I, I was in Oklahoma and I needed to be at University of Houston in Clear Lake. And so uh, she's like, okay. So, and again, this was way before online registration or anything like that. So my mom, like a boss, goes to the University of Houston, signs up for all the classes I needed um, for, for the semester. I was on a scholarship, and the reason why I needed to be in those classes was I didn't want to lose my scholarship. So it, you think about it. She had, a, she, she had to take off work, drive to Houston from Southeast Texas, probably a, a two hour drive, um, figure out where to go to the registrar's office because back then we would stand in line to register for classes and, and register me. And it's the funniest thing because my mom's photo is on my student ID for the University of Houston Clear Lake where I, where, you know, where I studied my master's degree. And so it, it's so funny. I was like, how did I even just, oh, hey, mom, drive to Houston and do this for me. And she was like, okay. And I, so mom, I just want to say thank you for busting your tail you know, to, to, to help me, you know, thank you, mom, for just, just busting it. So, so, you know, I could go to school, you know, and I just, I think back on that and I'm just like, did I say thank you? Did I just assume, or did I feel entitled, you know, uh, to, for an experience like that? Uh, so it just, you know, do you feel entitled uh, in this 
you know, entitled to your kids or entitled to your family. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you feel entitled to, but one of the things I know is whatever you feel uh, entitled to, you, you won't feel grateful for. Another way to put that is this, the higher your sense of entitlement, the, the lower your sense of gratitude. You know, and um, how do I get, how do I get, how do I move those things that I feel entitled to or, or things I feel like I earned, how do I move them from that entitlement list and earned list to a gift list? Because, you know, if they land in the gift list, that's when I can be grateful for those things. And I, I, unfortunately in my life, I think, you know, I, I think we start thinking all these things that I have, I've somehow deserved them. No, it's a gift. Life today, your family today, your home today, Everything you have today is a gift. The very breath in your lungs is a gift. And when I can start focusing on the gift, then I can also point my focus to the giver, the giver of life. And that's God. You know, I I think we're Adam and Eve, you know, they had it so good, right? But I, I think they're a prototype of all sin. And, and what makes me say that was basically they had it so good, they, they had life in the garden and they had, they had commun- community, they had, you know, they walked with God, you know, daily, but there was an inability of Adam and Eve to receive life as a gift in and that's what life is, it's a gift. Because they felt like you know, God owed them something else. Like they thought God was holding out on them, right? Because again, you know, God set it all up, don't, don't eat from this tree, and what do they do? They, they think God's holding out on them. Every good thing I have in my life is not owed to me, it is a gift from God. And in, in, in conclusion, I, I don't know if you've realized this or not, grateful people can create or find a blessing in any circumstance. Grateful people can find and create a blessing in any circumstance. And I, I want to be like that. I want to express my gratitude to God, to, to, to my friends, to my family, to my boss, all the things. And, you know, I think sometimes, again, we just get caught up. We let time go by, you know. Um, but I hope over this season that we're in that you discover how good God is. You know, in Luke, I have another passage of scripture I want to share with you. It's, uh, sorry, sorry, Psalm 145, verse nine. It says, 
The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. And we have got to keep that focus that God is a good God. We're bombarded with negativity and sensationalism and people, there's a lot of smart people out there that try to spend a lot of money to get you to focus your, your attention you know, on negativity. But God is a good God. God is a good God. And grateful people have this ability to, to create and find a blessing. You know, um, last fall, last November, um, I happened to be at, at dinner with a close friend of mine. Her husband's a pastor. And uh, I've known this person since college. And they had just found out that her husband had, had been diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, um, I was having a conversation. I was like, how are you doing? I, I was like just wanting to be an encouragement, right? And I was like, how you doing? So what are you doing to kind of cope and juggle with all this stuff? You know, just coming at you right now and treatment's about to start. And, you know, and um, I, I, I leaned in because she said, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I said, I want to know. And uh, she said, I, I'm listening to a lot of worship music. And I was like, okay. Like, what you listening to? And, you know, I'm just trying to make Neil know, oh, I've heard that, I heard that, you know. She mentioned one song, and, and I was not familiar with it. And so I, I, I wrote it down, and, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to check that out. And you know what the song she mentioned, the worship song she mentioned that, that she is expressing and singing to God while she's going through probably one of the most difficult circumstances in, in her life. The name of the song is Gratitude. And, and grateful people can find and create a blessing in any circumstance. And if, if you're, again, logged in today, tuned in today, and you're listening to this, God is a God of compassion. He is good. And I wanna remember that in every circumstance and situation in my life, just like, just like my friend. And so we're gonna spend some time in worship today. If you're in your living room, if you're in your car, if you're in some coffee shop and you happen to hear this, I pray you worship and give gratitude to God for the many blessings you have. So join me, with, join me in prayer. Dear Jesus, God, we're so grateful. God, we lift up thanksgiving during this season. We thank you. We are grateful for you, God, in every circumstance.
And Jesus, if someone is out there and they don't know you, I pray that their heart would be open to receive you as their Lord and Savior. That they would have the realization that you died on a cross and your atonement covers our sin and you have rescued us from our sin. God, may we be like the one that turns back, that shows and expresses gratitude, that won't let time steal the blessing. And God, um, may, may we realize and not be so self-reliant and, and so entitled, but we will receive your gift today, God. Thank you for the very breath that we breathe, God. Thank you for the many blessings. God, we honor you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we want to invite you to experience one of our weekend services in person. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com. And don't forget to reserve your free ticket for one of our 11 Christmas services. We hope you have a great week.